0: Of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought to yourself, I got to do this membership plan thing? I don't know how it works. It seems like a lot of work. I don't know how to make it work. Well, today we're going to dispel all those rumors we're going to make it work. So I've got Dave Monahan on today from Clear. He's brilliant, a great friend of the ACT Dental community, and he's a fantastic teacher. And we talk about membership plans, automation, and intelligence, what you need to know and how to make them work in your dental office. It's an awesome episode. So listen up. I know you guys will enjoy it. We'll see you soon. welcome back to the Best Practices Show podcast. I love this stuff. I'm a CE junkie. I get to learn with you. And you guys know the jam here. I find the best experts, the most brilliant people in dentistry. And I ask them the tough questions so that you can learn and create a better practice and a better life. And you guys have all heard about this thing called the membership plan. Well, today we're going to be talking about automation and intelligence, how you can actually put it to work for you. With the CEO of Clear, Dave Monahan. Dave, thanks for being on, buddy. Appreciate you.
1: Oh, Kirk, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you as well.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys are you guys are in for a treat. You know, you know, I've had Dave on many times. Uh, I've actually had him do a masterclass. And Dave, every time you're on, you bend my brain. Like it freaks me out a little bit. I learn a ton. Um, and you guys, I know if you're listening, you'll get the same experience here. But Dave, we've got a lot of young listeners now, uh, new listeners. And I, I'm just enjoying the heck out of this. But if somebody's never heard of you, let's start there. I, w- I always want people to know who they're listening to before we get into the what and the why. Who are you?
1: <laughs> who am I? That's a great question. I just quick background on me and then i'll just talk about clear but i my background i was engineering i I was actually mechanical engineering electrical engineering i worked for Northrop grumman for a number of years designing we focused on drones the military drones and we did the brains of the drones um, surveillance systems uh, targeting systems things like that i went from there and uh, worked for microsoft for a number of years so then spent about seven years there back in the crazy days of Microsoft, uh, when it was pretty small and we you had access to like Bill Gates, Steve Ballmer, and those guys. Uh, great experience, learned a ton. I uh, then went off and joined a small company, which I eventually became CEO of, uh, and we made wearable devices. And our claim to fame was a patch you could put on your chest and monitor your cardiovascular system and wirelessly send the data through devices. Back then, things didn't have Bluetooth in them, so we actually created little dongles that went on the devices to collect the data. Uh, and then i from ended up selling that company to a medical diagnostics company and then started clear and now i'm focused on basically the net is trying to liberate dental care from insurance and all the hassles that dentists deal
0: with yeah in a world that's getting weirder and weirder for dentists to still have their freedom it's awesome to see what you guys have done and you'll see this and dave's a great he's just a great um colleague educator in this whole space. And I still want to start, you know, at the top, which, which is the value of membership plans. Now I've been doing this for 25 years. This is not a new concept. And still yet people are like, I don't know. I don't know. Can can we start here? Like if you haven't heard of a membership plan, where have you been? Number two, if you haven't put one in, why not start there?
1: Right, so there's a few different reasons you'd want to start a membership plan. Uh, most practices, I think, get value out of all of them. But let me just go through real quickly, sort of the high level points. So first, uh, you want to improve. If you, if a membership plan will improve the patient engagement, uh, the retention, and the revenue you generate from your uninsured patients. That's typically the number one reason to do a membership plan. So. Uh, most practices assume their uninsured patients come in, accept treatment, and you know everything's great, right? If you actually pull the data out of practice management systems, uh, uninsured patients on average come in once every two years. Let me say that again: once every two years, and they accept half the amount of treatment of your insured patients. And so it looks great when your patients come in and you know their insured patients come in and, and accept treatment, and you use your UCR maybe with some discount things like that. But the net is. You could make that so much better if you just focus on those patients and gave them what they want. So what do they want? Well, we've done a lot of uh, research. We actually did interviews of uninsured patients. We did focus groups. We did a a national survey. They want care, so they value oral care. They actually uh, relate it to their overall health, uh, their quality of life, and their longevity. So they get it. They get that oral care is very important to them. They don't come in because they're afraid of cost is sort of the net of it and they don't have a plan they feel exposed when they walk into your dental practice they're just unsure and pricing in the dental market is anything but transparent so they don't know what they should pay so what do they do what's the reaction to that they just don't come in right so that comes back to the coming in once every two years and accepting half the treatment so the net is first value proposition is get those patients to come in more often if you give them a membership plan it's a subscription, right? Simple subscription, it includes preventative care. Uh, they come in a lot more often, like two to three times more often, they accept two to three times more treatment. And you just create a, a, a loyal patient that comes in more often and accepts more treatment. It works over and over again. It's, it's amazingly consistent how well it works. Um, so that's sort of value prop number one. Number two is you can create a nice subscription, recurring prescription uh, revenue source in your practice. On average, on our platform, uh, our, our practices charge three three hundred $372 a year for their subscriptions. So if you do some simple math and you just add 300 patients to your membership plan, it's over $100,000 of recurring revenue, right? A lot of our practices build up that recurring revenue and they use it to pay their recurring bills, like their lease, their office lease, or their equipment lease, or you know things like that, like things that are just sort of recurring in their practices, their subscription offsets that, and you can rely on that revenue. You know it's coming in year after year because it's a high renewal rate on the membership plan. So that's really nice to have. So you don't even have to show up for work, right? And your recurring revenue still comes in. So it's a really nice model to have. Um, the third thing is you're know, reducing your PPO dependence. So, you know, most practices, about 75% of their patients use PPOs, and we've done a bunch of measuring of these, and about 50% of those PPOs are unprofitable for a dental practice. So, and I know everybody's feeling this pain, it's getting worse and worse, right, as costs go up in a practice, uh, and your reimbursement rates go down, right, the net age, at some point, you're crossing into unprofitability for these PPOs. Uh, Some of them are very unprofitable. Uh, So anyway, you can start moving away from those PPOs. We never say just run away from the PPOs. You got to manage it. I know, Kirk, you guys do a lot of work with practices around this. uh, But if you can start that journey and maybe, you know, drop the low production, low profit plans and move a membership plan and you can start that journey of moving away from your PPOs. And then just two more things sort of related from a value proposition perspective. When you have a new patient come in to your practice who's uninsured, the uh, reappointment rate, on average, for those patients is about forty-five percent. If you put them on a membership plan, it's a hundred percent. So wow. you can move from a reappointment rate from forty-five to hundred percent if they buy a membership plan. I guarantee you they are coming back. Um, so it's a great way to get insurance on those new uninsured patients. Uh, and I mean, insurance insurance that they're going to come back, right? And and I, I think on average, patients or practice spend about four hundred dollars per new uninsured patient that walks into their practice. So you're basically making sure that patient comes back. And then the last area, which is a nice opportunity is, again, we have all the data, the practice management systems. On average, the practice has about 2,000 dormant patients in their practice management system. And these are patients who came in at some point and haven't come back in 18 months. And so those patients typically don't come back because they don't have coverage. They're much like the uninsured patients I described earlier. And so if you get them on a membership plan, those dormant patients will reactivate and start to become loyal patients to your practice. So I know it's a lot, but there's a lot of value, you know, that you can create in your practice through a membership plan.
0: Yeah, it's crazy valuable. So when you think about this, I mean, we could go right down the list. If you're a dentist thinking about, go back to the beginning of what you said, building your uninsured patient base so that they invest more in their dental care. This is, that's like a huge thing right there. And um, I want you to speak to this. You can also, you talked about the subscription revenue, but people that are members in a dental practice, that's just the tip of the iceberg, the subscription revenue, you know, hundred people that are members of it that are, if I'm an uninsured patient, I'm a member of your practice over a lifetime, I'm going to spend a lot more. True.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So for our practices on our platform, one thing that sort of distinguishes clear from some of the other systems out there is we actually measure results for a practice. So we integrate with the practice management system, then pull the data back. And I'll give you the average on our platform of what a membership plan looks like compared to an uninsured patient, an average uninsured patient. They'll come in twice as often. That's it's almost right on that number. It's, it might be a little lower than that a little above it, but on average, it's two times more often. So a membership plan patient on average comes in three times a year where an uninsured patient's coming in one, one and a half times a year. Uh, So uh, it's a major, has a major impact on their visits. Um, Second thing is uh, case acceptance or treatment acceptance. Uh, A uninsured patient will accept about 2.2 procedures a year and get uh, 2.2 procedures completed a year. A membership plan patient uh, uh, will accept 5.4 procedures a year. So it's well over two times more procedures are accepted. And what that all translates to is actually from a revenue perspective, a membership plan patient will generate almost two times more revenue or three times more revenue for a practice. So a, re- a membership plan patient will drive about a thousand dollars a year, uh, in revenue for a practice where an uninsured patient will be about $370, $380 a year. Wow. Um, so it just has a, yeah, it has a major impact and just, just the, the mechanics. Let me explain the mechanics of it. So, a membership plan patient, the the preventative care is embedded in the plan, right? So let's say you're paying $30 a month. You have your, your two cleanings, your exams, your x-rays embedded in that. They, the patient doesn't need to pay more for that. That's part of the subscription. So what happens? They come in for their uh, preventative care, so they get their cleanings, right? They get their exams and get their x-rays. And then where does treatment come from? It comes from the hygiene appointment. So. About 75% of all treatment comes from hygiene appointments. And so they'll get their crowns or fillings, right? Their whitening, things like that. So it just sort of whatever builds on itself. You get them, you build a subscription, right? Reve- you build subscription revenue, recurring revenue model. Patients come in more often, they accept more treatment and it just sort of builds on
0: itself. Okay, so you didn't know I was going to ask you this, but I've I've been gathering a lot of data. So if you're listening to our podcast, prior to this episode, we interviewed Shelly DeGroff from PPO Advisors. So you'll love this, Dave. Would you agree with these numbers? She said fee-for-service is climbing. So it used to be 7% prior to COVID, and their numbers are showing that fee-for-service practices are at 18 to 19% in the United States. So this becomes a great opportunity to put this in place. She also said write-offs are climbing. Write-offs are at 45% right now. And that completely supports, would you agree with those numbers?
1: So it's, I haven't seen the most recent numbers. So our our numbers show 40% write-offs. So okay. climbing to 45 makes a lot of sense. And that was that's older data. So right. the net the is going to 45, not surprised. And the reason it, I, I'm not surprised at all is we know the reimbursements are going down, right? right? So it's no no surprise at all. And then as far as shifting more towards fee-for-service, I couldn't agree more because we have more and more practices that are dropping their PPO. So it has to show up, right? And right. so that sort of climate fee-for-service makes all the sense of the
0: world. Yeah, so uh, I also want you to talk about, now this is, this, again, you guys are, you get a sense of this. We are big fans of Clear here. And I don't want to turn this into a big commercial, or maybe we will. But like, I want you to know these guys are completely committed. I want you to talk about the integration too, because let's go to the automation part of it. You know, one of the biggest challenges is like the actual implementation and then the posting of the payments. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So our our platform has a bunch of automation features in it, sort of from the get go, right? So from the very beginning, we have things like Auto renewal, right? So a patient joins, they're put into auto renewal, which means when they come up for renewal, their, their membership plan automatically renews. They can opt out of it if they want. The practice can opt out a patient if they want as well. But what ends up happening is that the automatic process uh, and the patient's agreeing to it drives about 75, 80% renewals on your membership plan. It's automated. Nobody needs to do anything. You don't need to call the patient. You don't need to email the patient. You don't need to recollect their credit card information. It just happens, right? Okay, can I stop and you so, on that one?
0: What percentage <laughs> of credit cards fail because of the expiration dates in a dental practice? Like if I if I have a dental practice, give me some perspective on that one.
1: So uh, we see about 9%. 9%?
0: expirations. yeah. So yeah. that's...
1: And basically what you end up having there is some exceptions, right? And in our example, when a credit card expires, the notification is sent to the patient and to the practice that this is expired and there's action to be taken. Um, So you're handling the exceptions and then 90% of it is going through or 92% is going through automatically, right? Which makes the job much easier. Um, So you have things like that. You have things like just that subscription payment processing just happening in, in the background. You have these notifications happening, like I described. There's a lot of notifications, legal notifications that are, that are required. You have things like receipts going out automatically and all that stuff. But now getting to your, your sort of point. So we recently released something called Clear Intelligence, which is this integration into the practice management systems. And it gives us all kinds of capabilities. i mentioned the one, which is we can measure results, right, and see the impact we're having on a practice. But it enables us to automate even further. So. Some of the things we've automated or in the process of automating, one is the payment posting that you described. So in a membership plan, there's a subscription payment being made by the patient. And that subscription payment is being handled by a system that handles subscription payments, which is not the practice management system. They're not good at handling subscription payments. So you have a separate system. Somebody has to enter that data, right, into the practice management system as having been paid, right, and uh, having the access to care that that provides. if you don't have integration, somebody in your team needs to enter this information. It is not easy, especially if you're offering monthly payments and you have thousands of patients on the on the membership plan, right? And so what we've done is, when we integrate, when we've integrated, we've actually will automatically post those payments into your practice management system. So our our system processes the payment, it sends a notification over to the practice management system, to put manage, uh, the practice management system, and then post that payment in your practice management system. And there's nothing you need to do. Um, It's a huge automation feature that practices just love. Um, Other things we we do is something called auto-enrollment. So when you think about a patient joining your membership plan, somebody's got to sign them up, right? Put their name in, their address, their phone number, their email, things like that. Uh, With our integration, you can actually just select the patient's name. So we pull all that data into our system, you select their name, and any data you have in the practice management system automatically fills. And so you don't have to fill that out, all that information out, all you have to do is pick the name, then go down and say purchase, and then it'll process uh, the purchase once you enter a credit card. So all that's automated. The other thing, we're about to release this feature, which is it tracks the benefits that have been used within the membership plan. So did they use their cleanings? Did they use their their uh, their, their exams? Did they use you know their x-rays? Things like that. So it actually just, just like you see, like sort of insurance, right? You'll see, all right, this is what was included. This is what we used. This is what's remaining. So, and there's other things coming, but those are like sort of the, some of the big ones that we've been uh, asked for and that we've either built or are in the process of building.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm sure you get this one too. I get this one all the time. I'm like, have you thought about, you know, the automation process? And they're like, no, I have all these patients fill it out on paper. And so we <laughs> we have it all on paper and Nancy does it up front and, you know, and I get it. Like, I get that's where you started, but in a world where we've got, you know, shortages of great team members and people feeling overworked, there's a new way to do it. And I think it's just so hard for some people to let go of. That's the way we've always done it. And they don't realize how much easier it could be, right?
1: Oh, it's, so it saves you time and money because Mm -hmm. it's not cheap to have somebody entering information manually. I mean, that is an expensive proposition. It's hidden, but it's expensive. To your point, we asked the office teams, do you like doing this? <laughs> the obvious answer is no, I hate it, right? Who likes entering right data into a system, right? It just, it's, 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 it's just not fun. And so they're just happy that they can go do other things. So it's both uh, saving money and time. And then also it's a team satisfaction thing. It just makes them feel better. They don't have to do that type of work.
0: Yeah. There's a hundred benefits to this. Now I'm going to throw you my two biggest roadblocks that I get all the time. And well, I'll just give them to you. Number one, I'm completely fee-for-service. Why would I even want to do this? Now you already touched on it, but let's talk about the future implications of this. Like, I don't even know, why would I want to give away a percentage and do all this? I'm already fee-for-service. Like, let me throw that one at you. What would you say?
1: (laughs) So I got a couple of things on that one. So the data I referenced before, it doesn't matter if you're a PPO practice or a fee-for-service practice, right. Your uninsured are coming in about once every two years, and they're accepting about the half the amount of treatment as a membership plan patient. So that's sort of just, you know, it is what it is. And I don't care if you're fee-for-service or you're not, when you look at the data, that's what it says. Right. Um, and then the other part is, this is the really interesting part Kirk, about the discount. So, We actually measured fee-for-service practices and looked at the discounts that they're providing. It's 10 to 15% on average.
0: Why? Tell us why. (laughs)
1: Because they give the day of care discounts, right? Right, Day treatment discounts. And it adds up. It adds up fast. And so it's sort of a, and the thing that is just not, um, uh, 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 I'm lacking a better word, but not smart about that is you give that away for free, right? You say, I'll, you know, if you get this treatment today, I'll give you a 10% discount, right? The patient's like, they're probably going to get treatment anyway. Said, okay, why not, right? You didn't, you. Didn't, I mean, they got the treatment, but you didn't ask them to commit any longer than that treatment, right? So what's going to happen next time, Kirk? What is that patient going to wait for? Oh,
0: right? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> We've trained <laughs> yeah. them for that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So now they now there's a game at hand, right? And right. they know the real, the price is not the price, right? right. So they know they're now negotiating. but. You haven't asked for anything back except for I'm giving you a discount if you accept treatment, and therefore I've trained you to ask for a discount every time you need treatment, right? So, wouldn't it be better to give them a membership plan where you're giving a 15% discount? So, they're getting that discount, but they're now committing to care. They're committing to coming in, right? They're committing to paying a subscription. And we also know they are going to come in and they're going to accept twice the amount of treatment. So, it's sort of a give get. And that's now you're, you're, you know, that makes sense, right? Versus right. just throwing discounts at them. So, so the average discount that a fee-for-service patient offers is ten to fifteen percent. The average discount on the Clear platform, when you look at all of our practices, is fourteen percent.
0: Wow. So. Okay. So <laughs> let me throw let me throw curveball, and I'm going to beat this one forever because I get this one constantly. Whoa, 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 Dave, Dave, ten to fifteen. Why do I want to discount my restorative fees 10 to 15%? I saw a Kodak study where if you lower your fees, I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. So I I always hear the Kodak study out of one out of every three, but like, why would I want to discount my fees and give it all up? And I know the answer because we talk about fee balances all the time, but it still falls on deaf ears. So so speak to the whole, why would I want to give away 10 to 15% up front anyway?
1: Well, I... I I don't think you want to unless you get something in return. That's my feeling about it. right? So um, so for me, it's, yeah, I'll give that 10 to 15% if the patient's committing to something longer term. Right. And so the membership plan I'm committing to at least 12 months. And then if you do it right, you'll get at least 80% renewals on that. Plus you'll get two times the amount of treatment accepted. So it's not like the patient's sitting there going, I'm going to accept twice the amount of treatment, I'm going to come in twice as often, but you know it's going to happen, you know it, right? And right. so you're getting them to commit to something of value to you in order, and you're giving them a discount, which is value to them. And the, just so you know, from the patient's mindset, it's two things when they look at a membership plan. Yeah, they like the discount, who doesn't, right? There's, nobody doesn't like discounts. Uh, but... The other side of it, though, is they want care. They want access to care. They want to be they want it to be transparent. They want to know what they're going to pay. They don't want to walk in. Right. They'd much rather pay $30 a month or $40 a month than come in and get surprised by a $400 bill. Mm -hmm. It's you know that the psychology of that has been proven. So you're now. Like making it transparent. You're making it affordable, right? I understand what I'm going to be paying. I understand what I'm going to be getting. It's a good deal for the patient and they accept that and then they commit to it. So there's a lot of dynamics there for the patient's perspective. It's not just about the discounts, it's access to care and transparency as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely too. And one of the things that I deal with a lot is, you know, we help dentists move away from PPOs. And as you do, you actually create a more valuable asset. Now think about this. All of you that are listening, you're going to have to transition someday, what a great thing to say to a potential buyer. Those are real patients. Those are real you know, my practice is not tied to a bunch of plans. Those are people that have been coming in for years. They're real people. They are alive. You know what I mean? Type of a thing. So you're building something that's a much bigger asset when you come to sell, right, Dave?
1: So I on and I get the question so before I sort of talk about that, I don't have proof of a investor coming in and paying this, but what the average is on subscription businesses versus non-subscription businesses is investors pay three to five times more for a subscription business than a non-subscription business. So let's say you have a fee-for-service practice and it's doing you know, a million a year and it's all fee-for-service, it's one off, right? there's no subscriptions. Or you have a million dollar practice and let's say 500000 of that is a subscription revenue business and it's something that's proven, it's been you know in place for a few years. They'll pay three to five times more for the $500,000 piece of that, that business uh, than they will the other $500,000 part of that business. And why? It's really simple, right? They know they're going to get that revenue in the future, right? Yep. They know those patients are coming back. They can put a value on that, and they can see renewal rates going into the past and you know what they can expect. So uh, the net is you put a much higher value on the practice by having that recurring uh, subscription business.
0: Yeah, and you helped, me this, you helped me with this many times. It's a low risk if I'm purchasing. A business that's a subscription business, you know, it's a much easier investment in that respect. Now, I also want you to talk about your customer service team. I'm very partial to what you guys do, but if you're a dentist listening, here's one of the challenges you had. If you haven't put one in place, you're going to be hit with a ton of resistance from your team. You, they've heard you say no insurance. We're getting. I'm complaining about insurance. Now you come back and go, I want to do this clear thing, and now everyone's. He's going to put (laughs) it. she's going to put in this insurance thing and you need help implementation. Implementation is a huge piece of this. Would you, would you agree Dave? like how big of a hundred percent? Yeah,
1: If you get the implementation wrong, it's trouble. So, uh, and just to like on our, we, we measure the performance of our dental practices all the time, every day. We know how well they perform and sort of what makes them perform well, what doesn't the number one factor on success or, uh, or, or failure in a membership plan is the first 60 days, roughly. And what is the first 60 days actually, you know, get driven by? Well, first, the design of the membership plan and the pricing of the membership plan, you got to get that right. Right. And we, it, it's, um, I'm not sure it was intuitive or not, but we measured on our, our, our platform, the ones that were really successful weren't the high, the, I guess it's logical, they weren't the most, the highest price ones, but weren't the lowest price ones, what they were was somewhere in between where there was basically a place where it was profitable for the dental practice, but it also the patient looked at it and said, Hey, that's a pretty good deal, right? The ones that were priced really low, the patients looked at it and said, that's cheap. There's something wrong. And I, I don't buy into it, right? It's, it's sort of a trap. Uh, the ones that are priced really high, obviously you exclude a certain amount of patients. in that. So anyway, you got to get that price just right. We have something called smart pricing that will take your fee schedule and also all the data we have on the, on our platform for all the practices. And it'll come up with a range of the right pricing for your membership plan. And it'll give you a range that say from, it'll say $28 to $32, something like that. And you need to pick sort of what you want to do on that range. You want to be more aggressive and have higher volume or go a little higher and have less volume. Uh, So anyway, you got to get that right. You also have to get the plan design, right? So you can have, infinite number of care plans but we don't suggest that we suggest three to five care plans one for a child one for adult one for perio if you have older patients maybe one for uh senior care and then if you have children maybe multiple uh plans for children and you just customize treatment inside those plans for that you know those patient sets um you got to get that right and our team the success team will actually to get the pricing right and also to get the care plan design right we'll talk to you we'll understand what your practice you know, the treatment philosophy, right? Of your practice. Uh, Some like fluoride, other practices don't like fluoride. Fine, we'll we'll build that in, right? Your your preference, your treatment perspective. We'll look at your patient demographics. We'll figure out what type of care plans you need, right? Based on our experience, we'll help you price them. So you gotta get that all right. Um, The other thing is then we'll share best practices with your team of how you, let's say even talk to a patient, right? About a membership plan. We actually have scripts, one for a front desk, one for a hygienist, one for a dentist on how you should talk to your patients about the membership plan and just to cut to the chase real quick is it's basically talk from your heart and so the office team typically is just happy to be able to give uh your patients access to care in an affordable way Hygienists is typically like hey i know you're going to come in more often i know i'm going to you know keep your oral health at a higher standard than if you don't have the membership plan and the dentist is you know they, they obviously oral health is important to them but we also tell uh, our or dentists to talk about how uh, PPOs and insurance really is difficult to deal with, right? Yeah. And patients actually have empathy for that. So, anyway, so we, we help you figure out how to talk uh, to your patients. We also give live training on how to use the system, right? How to set patients up, how to manage things on the platform. Uh, and then, so anyway, that's sort of the launch phase. And then once we get that all designed and uh, priced and everything, your team is trained. So, we offer live training. Uh, And it's typically a Zoom call like this, uh, but we also have videos if they'd rather do videos. Once that's all set, then that what is a membership plan consultant who does all that with your practice then hands you on to a onboarding specialist who will actually take that all that and help you launch it into your member into your practice. They'll be with you from six to nine to even 12 months helping you market it. Uh, support it, make sure patients are getting what they need to be successful with their membership plan. And then once you get past that phase, then you you have an account manager uh, who will just support you as you grow it, you've matured and you start growing it, maybe a little slower than you had in the beginning. uh, But do things like reach out to new patients, reach out to your dormant patients. We even have a a feature that enables you to offer it to local employers. And so they'll help you. So we basically walk you through the whole thing, support you through the whole thing and make sure you're going to be successful.
0: Yeah. And that's what I wanted to, I wanted to throw that in here too. So you look at the evolution of this in your practice, it's hard to get it going. You need a support partner in that, but I'll tell you, once you get it going, it's the easiest thing for your team to promote. I mean, it's left and it becomes so easy for them to promote it because they believe in it. They've seen it work. And then once you get beyond that, you have a straight to employer situation. So I want you to think about this. You actually have the option To go straight to employers now, whether it be small employers or large employers, go, look, I've got a solution for you, you know? So because I'm going to speak to the dentist, a lot of times you're afraid to get off of a PPO or a less desirable plan because your sister's on it, your brother's on it, you know, your team members' parents work over at the mill or whatever. And now you're removing that obstacle, Dave, by saying, hey, look, we got a solution. I mean, if they want to, they can move. Can you talk about that?
1: Oh yeah. So we, it's a, uh, it's, it's part of the overall platform, but it's a separate product that you can offer to employers. And the capabilities, a number of capabilities, I won't get through all of them right now, but you can invite an employer to join, or you can obviously sign them up yourself. But actually I should have started before that. We give you the marketing materials to go talk to a, a local employer. And we, we tell our practices, focus on the small business segment. you have a lot of them around your practice. You might not know they're all there. You also have patients coming in who own, small businesses and you can just start there and talk to your patients about you know just ask them uh, what they you know what do they do for a living and they're like hey i own a small business down the street right it's a construction business oh great do you have dental benefits that you offer by the most of them will say no 60% of small businesses do not wow. offer dental benefits hey would you like to offer dental benefits almost all of them are going to say yes 84% will say yes i do i would like to do that but it's too expensive too complicated right say hey i got i got your answer right i have this subscription plan you can offer to your employees and you can decide as an employer how much to contribute to the subscription. It can be $5, it can be $10, it, whatever an employer can uh, can afford, uh, they can put into the plan. And then the whole system will, our system will basically, once you set that up and the employer agrees to how much they are going to fund of the subscription, which can be zero, by the way, they don't have to, then you can send it out to the employees. And the employees will just pay the net difference between your subscription and what the employer is you know, offsetting it by and contributing. So um, we, we have employers do this, the employees sign up in minutes from any device, right? They have a, now have a dental benefit and it's directly with your practice. And in the background, clear manages of the payment. So we'll take that piece that the employer's paying or we'll take that piece that the employee's paying and deposit it into your bank account. There is no friction, it just happens in the background. Uh, and and you basically get those payments coming in. And what you end up with is it's just another fee-for-service patient. That's a membership plan patient paying you a subscription that was subsidized and marketed through a local employer.
0: Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. We're going to talk about this in a minute. But if you don't have one in place or if you just want to check out what Clear does, you're going to see Clear is one of our success partners. So they give members of the ACT dental community a great opportunity just to try it. And uh, I'm going to encourage you, whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, just flip up to the notes. You're going to see not only Dave's information, a little bit more about Clear, but you'll also see an offer to just try it and see if you like it. And if you don't, that's totally cool. I know you'll love it. Um, but uh, one of the things I want to talk about, Dave, too, is your commitment to the space. You know, there are people that come and go all the time. Oh, I got this thing, you know. Your proposition from the beginning was always to help dentists get their freedom back. I want you to talk about the heart behind the mission.
1: Yeah. So just to talk about why I found it clear. So after I had sold that company I was describing before, the medical device company, I didn't have any plans to do anything else. Uh, And I ran into somebody who owned six dental practices, and he explained to me the pain that he had dealing with insurers and most of his patients not coming in as often as they should. And I was surprised, Kirk. I I didn't, I thought everybody went to the dentist because I always went twice a year, right? And got my clinical exams and x-rays and the treatment I needed. And that was, I was, I was a bit taken back by that. So I actually decided to do market research and I spent a year and I hired third party market research firms to interview dentists, interview uninsured patients, to do a national survey. Uh, We brought focus groups in um, and, I was in this one focus group. It was six or seven dentists around the table. And the pain was real. Uh, I could feel it. And then it was actually a moderator in the session. I was behind the glass, you know, watching. And Kirk, I was moved so much. I walked into the room, asked the moderator to leave. And I just wanted to talk to the dentist. And so we just sat for probably two hours talking about what was sort of screwed up about dentistry. And it all came down to the PPOs. Uh, screwing up their, their, their livelihood. And also that the, the the patients that should be coming in, weren't coming in and actually it went, it actually spilled into, into the street afterwards where I came out afterwards and the dentist was still there. And we ended up talking on the street corner for another half an hour when wow. I left. And I was like, wow, this is deep. Right. And so at that point, I would say probably two weeks later, three weeks later, I came up with, we want to liberate this space and liberate it for dentists to make their livelihoods better, uh, but also liberate for, for patients who could receive care easier, more transparently, right, more affordably. And the net was both sides win, because without that crazy middleman in between taking 40%, 50%, right, of what's being paid in there, the patients could pay less and the dentists could get paid more. And so at that point, I committed myself to, to the sort uh, of mission of liberating dental care. and. That to me drives everything we do. Everything I just talked about, the results we get, the things we built, the support we provide, it's all about that liberating dental care. And this is the what I would say is the first step in that. There's other things we can do as we start to move forward, but this step is a big one for me, is to create a true alternative to insurance. That's step number one.
0: Yeah. And Dave, we're so grateful. This battle with PPOs and under, just even understanding it or gathering information. Is becoming more and more complex and I love how you guys are decoding it and giving dentists the tools to be able to practice the way they they've always wanted to. so I'm, I'm going to have you back again and again and again on different subjects but and I know I can't keep you all day here, but uh, any last thoughts you have on the mark you know the, the marketing, the automation, the intelligence behind a membership plan you want to share with our listeners?
1: So maybe I'll tease something for next time. Please. uh, So we haven't gotten to the more sophisticated stuff we're doing on the clear intelligence side. Uh, We're doing two things. uh, And these won't be released for, you know, I'm I'm thinking they're six months out. But I'll just give a preview. So one is analyzing the PPOs. So we're actually doing this right now in the background. We can actually break down PPOs and show a practice which ones are profitable, which ones aren't and by how much? Uh, and it's really eye-opening. So on average, practices are in network with 10 uh, PPOs. I think that's on the low side, by the way. I've seen studies show a lot higher than that, but we're seeing in our data about 10 to 15 uh, they're in network with. It's almost impossible to decipher what that is, right? And right. what works and what doesn't work. So that is, we're 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 creating algorithms that enable us to break that down and really, whatever, dissect uh, PPOs. Um, and then, further out is you and I were talking prior to the show around uh, AI and machine learning and things like that. Uh, our CTO has a PhD in physics and machine learning from Penn, and he is playing with the data right now to try to figure out, are there ways to do predictive, predictive analytics on patient needs in the future? And so we could, if we're able to crack this code, would be able to create things like custom plans for a patient based on their individual situation and circumstance so i'm not saying we're there yet we're not you know at a point where i would want to show anything but the net is we're, we're doing the math and the sort of background right now because we have the data and uh it's interesting is all i can say there's just some interesting data we're starting to see
0: yeah i can't wait to see it so yeah. i'm going to make sure you come here first before you out <laughs> roll it <that> out <laughs> to the public how's that
1: that's um, the deal
0: All right. Cool. Cool. So, so Dave, I want you to tell people where to go. So if I'm listening, it's, it's clear with a K. So where do I go? If I, if I've never heard it before, where do I start?
1: Yeah. So the easiest things, our website has a ton of information. It's K L E E R.com. So K L E E R.com. We have, you know, you can see more about the platform, the feature sets. uh, You can see case studies up there. Uh, it has everything. I mean, it was, it's, we've been building it out for about five years now. So it has just about everything you could possibly want. And if somebody wants to get hold of me, they have a burning question or whatever, something I said, they want some more detail on. You can just get me at Dave at clear.com. Really simple. Uh, so Dave at clear.com. If you have any questions.
0: That's awesome. Dave, I am so grateful. And as, as always, I learned so much every time you're on. So Uh, Stick around while we say goodbye to everybody else. But thank you guys for listening to the Best Practices Show podcast. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I know you did, do us a favor. Just share this with your friends and your colleagues. We always love to put the good word out on best practices. Also, go down to the show notes. You're going to see Dave's email address, everything we mentioned in here. There'll be links to it. If you're not taking notes, don't worry. We're taking notes for you. You can click right on them. We're going to make this so easy for you. It'll take you right to what Dave was talking about. Check it out! I promise you, it'll be a great decision for your practice. Um, and we vetted all these. I don't, I don't promote anything I don't absolutely believe in, and we believe absolutely in Clear. So, um, as always, thank you guys for listening. And until you guys hear from us next time, or you see us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the Best Practices Show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it, another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it.